Hello and welcome to Nights the Hobby Table. It's your boy One Take Blake, aka the host of this fucking podcast. Here is good old Oblorn. The nobody. The host, like the co-host, the uh, co-host. Oh, okay. The co-host. Because I was almost almost getting the feeling that you were the sole host of this podcast. If this podcast was a fighter jet, you'd be the one in the back doing all the weird schematic stuff. The schematic stuff? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they do. What does the guy in the back of a fighter jet do? Anyway, good to see you, man. <laughs> yeah, good to see you too. It's been a while again. <laughs> Jesus. No, it's, it's, it's hectic. Yeah. Yeah, my experience with fighter jets is I've seen Top Gun once. So, um, that's what I got. Top Gun. That's the one with Tom Cruise, right? Yeah, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> Where he sits in a plane going like... Nah, da, 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 da. Yeah, it's not about a danger zone, I don't know. Hey, Oh, no, we're going to get sued for that. Well, I'll be right clear. Quick, watch out, watch out. Watch out. <laughs> oh, how you doing, man? Yeah. What's up? Not, not too shabby, man. I'm uh, I'm getting on top of everything, so it, it feels good. feels good. If you had to... Fight the polar bears off in the harsh Swedish winter with your nipples? No, man, because uh, it feels like spring is coming at the moment. So it's oh. like it's like warm in the day and then minus in the in the night. So that means that all the snow that's melting turns into like ice. So it's like super slippery everywhere. So so polar bears are just sliding past your house. Oh like yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank God I, I didn't, didn't I put any sand out so that they would actually get traction and be able to maul my ass with their Yeah, that's, that's right, exactly. You should make a cocktail called the Slippery Bear. It'll have like a nipple in it. I don't want to be in it. <laughs> just a nipple. Just <laughs> one sharp icicle nipple. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, um, look, you know, we've, um, we've been pretty busy. And hobbying as well as painting Warhammer, but we thought we'd have a little chat today about something a bit different. Yeah. Um, because Obi and I have both been having a crack at model cars. Yeah, definitely. So that's what it is today. That's what we're talking about. It's not Warhammer, but not every episode can be about Warhammer because we are not a Warhammer podcast. No, we're a hobby podcast. Don't you forget it. So let's bring it back to Warhammer and talk about what we did in the hobby. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what have you been doing? <laughs> well, personally, I uh, I started assembly on the model car that we're going to talk about. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll, we'll get, get to that, that later. Warhammer. What I did paint this and last week was uh, one of Inquisitor Mitzen's models. So I finally finished another model for Mitzen. How'd yeah. you fish it out of the bin for him? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So two out of five. We're go- We're getting there. We're we're closing in. And yeah. besides that, I have been painting up a uh, very special model for our good old friend, the drunken lorry smasher. Oh, the drunken hobbyist himself. Yeah, exactly. Good old Kellen, admin of the Discord. I might. I add the moderator. Yeah, good chat. And chance. he is kitty free, so we trust him. <laughs> he's, not, he's not a weird one. He's a normal dude. Anyway, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. so uh, that model I've been painting up for him is a Fafnir Ram. You want me to quickly talk a little bit about it? Because I'm really... Yeah, yeah, for weird. sure. But I'm going to just say, when I first saw Fafnir Ram, I was unbelievably disappointed. 
Because in Norse mythology, Fafnir is actually a dragon. And there was yeah. nothing dragon-like about this guy. And I was like, oh. Yeah. I was hoping there was something dragon about him. But, I mean, he's a cool model. Yeah. Uh, he's so got, tell like... Us about dual... him. I want to know how you got that cool shadow thing going on with him. Uh, okay. I used my airbrush. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. No, so what I did first was uh, I previously, like, airbrushed the base coat on. And then I just was like, oh, I'll do something experimental and dip it in, like, uh, the streaking grime. And I should have done that last instead of first because it messes a lot of things up. So if you're doing streaking grime, do it after. Did the paint struggle to adhere once you did the streaky grime because it's oil based? No, it's more of a it. It's it's kind of an all over wash thingy, so it, it kind of ties the whole model together. And if you do the wash first, and then you're going to start painting all the details in, it's gonna look weird. Yeah. Okay. So, I had to strip the model again, and I felt like, well, why the hell not do it straight away? Because I actually want to get. This model out of my house. <laughs> so it's taking up so much room. Exactly, so much room. I don't understand how many models there are. Now, so uh, I started out with doing a primer, a grayish primer from Vallejo. Then I did a oh yeah, I know. a zenithal over it uh, with a white. Then I sprayed it from the underside upwards with a pink ink or a magenta ink. Uh, yeah. And then I sprayed a uh, yellow, what's the yellow? Averland Sunset Yellow uh, on the top and then just let it melt together. Uh, I kind of went a little bit too much with the yellow in the spraying process. But uh, I just took the ink again and just sprayed it like tactically in in places where I thought it needed a little bit more shadow. So that's that's how I did it. It's funny because I've been tracking your progress with the model. Like you know, obviously you upload into work in progress, mm. channeling that quite a lot. When I first saw it with just the airbrush colors, I was like, "That is one two D fruity looking motherfucker." Yeah. <laughs> like with the pink and the yellow, it's like that just looks like I don't know fruit punch. Yeah, carton. And I was a bit skeptical, but once you started dialing in all the bits that are like, say, lead belcher and like mm. all those details, that contrast there is a lot less overwhelming. Yeah. And it just becomes striking, not like, oh, gee, it's a bit clashy. Like, it looks right. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, because it gives it just a bit more uh, life than, say, if it was a brown to yellow scale. Yeah. The pink to yellow looks really cool. So I think mm. you did great on it, man. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting model because it's also one of the first shoulder pads of first base marines at least that were were like had like markings on the sides. I always had like flat ones and then I had a decoil. Ah. So and like the the fist logo is is really hard to get it right. Uh, it's like a lot of back and forth like painting the white, oh, you're painting the black and then you miss the spots yeah. of painting the white again. Back and forth like that, like it. It took like four or five tries to to get. You think it's hard painting those tries shaving off um, 
space wolf insignia off of shoulder pads. <laughs> I've done that with a scalpel. Oh. And then, like, sand them smooth. Yeah. So I can have, like, really cool, ornate, like, rune-carved shoulder pads, but without space wolf insignia. Uh, okay. That is work. Yeah. Straight up work. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm really happy with it, and I got, like, four colors left to do in it, and do the base, and then I can uh, ship it off to Mr. Drunken Hobbyist himself. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Can't, you can't wait for my gift to finally arrive. Yeah, oh, I should probably start on that one after as well, but I'm gonna, I, I think I'll, I'll finish commissions first, so Mitsun gets his malls after almost half a year. <laughs> nah, Mitsun, Mitsun knew what he did. He knew what he got to do. <laughs> So oh, that's cool, man. Yeah. A uh, quick side note on Fafnir and I posted this in the Risky Rollers Discord chat, and they gave their thoughts about the model as well, and it was uh, pretty nice to to hear. Those Risky Roller Boys, they're they're mad lads. I fucking love them. Big love for those guys. Yeah, they're good chaps. They taught me how to play TTS as well, like a couple, a year ago. Um. So they they have a YouTube channel and they have a podcast. So they do battle reps. They do like codex reviews and stuff like that. So if you want any tactics, I'd suggest them listen to their podcast. Yeah, if you're after something that's a bit more Warhammer centric, yeah, sort of almost as a supplement to us, because like we didn't go a hundred percent deep on everything Warhammer, but like. Mm. If you want to know about the codex coming out or whatever, or how a, an army plays on the table, yeah, those yeah. guys are the ones to go and listen to. And they're fucking nice dudes, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super nice dudes. Yeah. Like I said, they teach me how to play TTS and juggle that with their busy lives. So it's a uh, yeah. nice japs. Took me in real fast. and uh, I, I don't even play 40k. And I jumped into that chat a couple of times, and our icon was there. Yeah. And me and icon, we get on real well. And he's like, "Oh, this is yeah, this is like this guy's fucking awesome. He's got his own podcast." And they went, <laughs> "Oh, hey man." Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they realized you and I were together, like doing stuff, but yeah. they were really cool guys. So the fact that I was just out of nowhere, and they were like super cool. Yeah, super cool. Awesome. Good dudes. Australian based as well. So, and they run a shit ton of events. So check them out if you are. Very much into playing yeah. 40k. I can't remember where they're from, but they're from one of the places that is in Brisbane, so. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. <laughs> exactly. So, there we go. How about you, dude? I've been talking so much now. Oh, I want to hear about maybe. your hobbies. Yeah, it's nice to hear you talk more. <laughs> um, what have I been up to? Well, a few months ago, I got that box of mod, like all those boxes of models. Yeah. And there was some fucking custodians in there that were horribly primed like it was like someone had primed of gold and a lot of it had been just come off yeah. like and like they're a little bit mismatched in that so I've been going through trying to um you know give make sure each custody has their weapon and like fixing models here and there filling gaps because none of the mold lines were removed there was big uh, well, gaps in the legs of my dreadnought that I got like yeah. big ones that just couldn't be fixed so I uh I used some model filler, like some Tamiya. It's basically melted sprues. I used some of that um, in there. And I've got most of those prime now looking pretty good. I'll show you the thing. So you'll see it from there. Looking very golden. So uh, they're on the desk ready to roll. I did knock down another Space Marine about 
80% as well. Just like between doing that shit, I was like painting as well. So yeah, one more infiltrator after him. One more and those are done. I just nice. got to base them and they're fucking out the door finally. <laughs> so the biggest hobby climb of my life has been those 10 fucking infiltrators. And I don't yeah. ever want to paint another Phobos model again. Yeah, those are the guys Phobos. that kind of ruined 40k for you for a while, right? They're, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I know what it was, but fuck them. Yeah. Um. So, but once that's done, I've mostly only got uh, had three eradicators through mm-hmm. from the Indomitus. Yeah. And then it's mostly just blade guards and heroes, so they're gonna be quite yeah. fun to paint. Yeah, they're. Really I can cool. really take my time with them instead of pushing them out. So yeah, yeah. that's gonna be cool. Um, and then it's all just fun vehicles and shit, which I'm gonna make sure my airbrush is running for, so I can do the cool Jurassic Park colors. Yeah. yeah. Like the yellow and green should yeah. be pretty good. So I've been doing that. Um, been working with my fish a bit. Um, I've decided what I'm gonna do for my big six foot tank to add the Oscars in it with the Gorn. I'm gonna over time add a shitload more wood to it and just get it like really river looking, mm-hmm. more plants where I can and whatnot. Even if it's fake ones because they chew them up. But I'm gonna go with some um, sort of more peaceful South American fish like mm-hmm. cichlids. Yeah. They get, say, about 8 inches, not the full 12 like the Oscars do. And um, it should be nice, big, striking, colourful fish with only medium amounts of aggression in the tank, and that's what I'm shooting for. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to take a bit of money and a lot of work, but, uh, yeah. It's going to be cool. So, yeah. Um, yeah, other than that, man, I've just been... I'm on holiday, so I've been playing a lot of video games with the missus. Uh, I got her playing Fortnite, which is hilarious. <laughs> Bro, she started playing two days ago. She's level 70, 70 on the Battle Pass. Holy shit. She That's must... all we've done for two or three days is just Fortnite, Fortnite, Fortnite. Holy moly. Uh, it's been bad, bro. Yeah. You know? Like, and she's not someone that normally plays competitive games either. So, like, seeing her go from, like, you know, when someone comes close to her... She just panics and flails to, like, actually, like, slowing down, breathing, taking her shotgun shots and, like, actually nailing people. Yeah. So proud. Yeah. She actually won the game tonight. <laughs> so, we were up on the roof of a place, and I ran... What she tends to do is she tends to make a lot of noise so people focus on her. Mm. I'll run the flanks and just fucking demolish them from the sides. Mm-hmm. Um, so, a little bit of bait, but she is good enough to hit shots, too. So I ran the flank with an SMG and I, me and the guy on the side, he saw me and we traded. So we both went down. So it was just her and another person. And once again, she's been playing three days, yeah. two days. And so she's got a DMR and she's just tanking this guy with shots. <laughs> tanking him. And he had to run into the storm to get away to heal. And then he fucking rifted it on her. Yeah. And came in and she started like, oh no, oh no, oh no, he's coming in close range. Yeah. She just fucking grabs at her shotgun, bro. Boop, boop, in the head, gets the win. <laughs> it was her first win and I was so happy for her, dude. <laughs> oh, that's so, cool. Uh, I definitely yeah. feel that about the flailing around and like just panicking. Because <laughs> I still do that to this day. <laughs> you do. You do 100% flail and I love that for you. <laughs> but um, you should come have a game with us sometime soon, man. Yeah, we're yeah. playing a bunch, so exactly. Well, um, we'll get it. Cool. She's on the PlayStation Five. I'm on the Xbox. So yeah, nice. Yeah, I'll, I had the PS4, so I'll be playing on that. Yeah, that's fun. 
you know, it's it's it's, it's Fortnite. I'm running a potato, bro. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that's what I've been doing, man. Just uh, just chilling. Hell yeah, cool. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. So. You know, we haven't written a whole heap of notes from today or anything like that. We normally don't write too many anyway. But we normally at least have talking points. So today is just fucking balls out the underwear, free ball and commando fucking episode. Like, <laughs> we're rolling with it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But what we're going to talk about, me and Obi, we both bought model cars. And we bought them with the express purpose of putting them together having a bit of fun with it, and talking about it on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I always kind of wanted to try one some point anyway, and having a purpose with it kind of gave it a little bit more of a, a kick in the, in the nuts to get it done. And get it yeah, started. you wanted to do it, but like having a reason for the podcast, a justification was like, yeah, yeah why not? Exactly. Why not? So uh, what car yeah, did so you pick? What did... Oh, that's a huge jinx. Um, so, I bought two because you know me. If it's worth doing, it's worth overdoing. <laughs> I bought cars that most people wouldn't think, gee, I really want a model car of that. I bought a Toyota Celsius, which is a Lexus LS400 uh-huh. as well. They slot badges, which is the cars I was looking at as project cars on my Ah, uh, okay, okay. I'm not allowed to have one of those at the moment, so I bought a model car. <laughs> um, which is mad. And... I didn't know this, but uh, the brand that I got, uh, fuck, which I can't remember right now. Give us a second. Aoshima is the brand of the model car I got. Yeah. Um, but they sell little tiny NK wheels. Oh, that's so cool. To fit their cars, dude. Like, to fit their model cars. So, like, I bought the Toyota Celsius. Knowing that, like, I hated the stock room, so I was like, oh, I wonder if you could buy aftermarket rims for model cars. You can. <laughs> officially licensed NK ones. Yeah. And so I did. <laughs> and I got those fuckers, and they look amazing. Um, My car's not done yet, but it's looking rad. Yeah. <laughs> what did you get? Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, Hold up, yeah. just quickly. Nope. I also bought a 1970s Toyota, uh, Toyota Celica. Ooh. Uh... The Mustang looking motherfuckers, like the two door fastbacks, they look cool as hell. Is that the one with the pop up lights? No, no, the... earlier, earlier, way okay, earlier. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, so I got one of those as well, but that's still on the way, so I haven't got that yet. All right, cool, cool, cool. Anyway, what did you buy? Tell the people. I bought a Porsche 934 RSR with the Jägermeister kit. So it's, is it the wide body? Yeah, it's it's like a wide body. It's like a a race car or like a model. Yeah, for that they use in like races. It was a touring car, right? Uh, I'm not sure if that's what like it that is. sort of thing. No, anyway, yeah, sure. whatever. Uh, and my kit was a Revel kit, KL one to twenty four. I think. Yeah. Yeah, so it was tinier than I expected. And usually when I, like, start new hobbies, I uh, I tend to, like, 
look at a lot of videos before like committing to something and i went in dry with this one <laughs> so i have no idea what what i was getting into so uh, i think that's what i loved about it because i didn't do it either yeah i didn't research anything i was just like oh 124 sounds sweet yeah whatever yeah, <laughs> yeah i i don't know i i think i expected a little bit more from the kit itself uh like there there were a lot of downsides about this this kit and uh i think what it is if you're gonna compare it to one of the kits that we know today like i'd say it's probably more like a gundam kit than a warhammer kit so oh for sure yeah Lots of tiny parts, lots of tiny details. Uh, it will require you to sand instead of just scraping the mold lines and doing like finer details to make it look s- superb, which is not something I was really expecting. One other thing that I experienced with this kit was, um, you know, the the sprue gates that are usually on uh, for these kits the 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 parts usually you would have them in a place that it doesn't really affect the part that much but for you'd have what's called undergating undergating or or, where they attach to the least important part of the component yeah exactly you don't put a, a sprue gate right in the middle of a space marine face right so yeah yeah uh, or the or the flat part of the shoulder pad. Yeah, you put it on the edge, which can be easily sanded. Yeah, exactly. So what this kit had is that a lot of the sprue gates were on parts that were kind of important. So what you had to do was carefully cut it away your model knife and then shape it back in what what was like the oh. original kind of shape of the the part. So a lot of the engine parts are like really, really ugly and really bad constructed. Um, so very, very strange to have to kind of model, yeah, like shape it completely yourself in a way and like sand off See, important I've had things. I've a completely different experience. So maybe it's the brand yeah different so if you guys are going to jump into this i would actually advise doing a little bit of research mm. and figure out what you like a bit more because i have not had to do an engine for the toyota oh there's no engine there's not there. a component that's on there yeah okay right i've had to do suspension components which are a bit fiddly but like um they were all undergated quite well i've literally done the old snip and shave with like a hobby knife just once mm. Nice sharp hobby knife and like there's some delicate pieces. The mm. plastics was nice, they weren't brittle. Mm. Just like clip, shave, fucking good to go. Yeah. Um even the body, like where it was joined to uh to the sprue, like to the runner. Mm. Um so like the body itself was in its own little bag, so it wasn't actually on a runner, but the bumpers were on runners. Mm. But like it was like they'd attached them from the inside of the bumper at the bottom. Yeah. Whereas, like, you're going to clip that and show that, and no one's ever going to see that, mm. ever. Yeah. Um, so the undergating was really quite good on that. Mm. Um, so, I don't know if it's a Ravel thing, 
but I actually yeah. haven't ever seen them put out a model that I like yet. Yeah. I like their glue. Hmm. But me and Shane, we did a um an X Wing. Mm. And that model was fucking horrendous too. Yeah. So I guess your mileage will vary and it might depend on what your uh standards are. <laughs> yeah. You and I, we work on Bandai and GW stuff, so to mm. be honest, we're pretty fucking spoiled. Yeah, yeah. Like you know. Um and the other thing is too, I think for what I paid Mm. I've got tremendous value for money there. Yeah. I only paid $50 per model. Yeah. Well, not too uh, bad. My rims were 24 so a full set of rims cost me half the amount of a model car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I, how much was yours? I think it was it was around the same for me. Uh, like, okay. conversion rate was probably around 30, yeah, yeah. 30 bucks for me. So... Uh, okay. Yeah, it was, it was... So, a little cheaper. A little cheaper, yeah. But, again... With all the issues that a kit had, uh, kind of explains the price difference, I guess. So uh, yeah, when you put yours together, was like when you've done the suspension. That have you done that yet? Yeah, I put most of it together. I just have it ready to. Did paint. you have options for lowering it and things like that? No, no. Oh, see, that's what's cool, right? So mine, being that it's just a sedan, yeah. You could have the standard, which would give you a normal wheel clearance Mm -hmm. on the fender, or the low-down version, which has actually given me some camber at the back and everything, so, like, it's slammed, bro. Okay, that's cool. So, between that and the NK rims that I've painted black and gloss, like, it's gonna look fucking dubbed as, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's what I was kind of struggling with as well, like, finding a color scheme, so I, I haven't painted it yet, so... Uh, and and like it has so many parts still like it was like always a decision like am i gonna glue this part in and have troubles painting it later or am i just gonna like fuck it whatever i'll just glue everything in uh so like i kind of want to paint up the engine real good anyway but we'll see how it turns out so uh i'm pretty lucky with mine because like there's obviously a lot of components still but uh the front and back bumper, they disconnect. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's fine. Um, the interior goes in, but underneath the car um, is where the other parts are that you'd need to paint. Yeah. And the wheels are removable. So, I'm basically... It's already black underneath there. Mm. I'm just going to smash on some Chaos Black and get out the lead belcher. Yeah. Paint out everything that's got to be fucking silver with a big brush. Mm. And then just throw some melon oil and then detail from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking so something It's going to be pretty simple. Yeah, I was thinking something very similar. Just paint, like, accent things. Like, you know, that's kind of what always brings a build together. Like, doing these tiny little details here and there. It's the same with Warhammer kits and stuff like that. Like, especially on knights. Like, big models. If you're just having, like, the lead vulture base with null oil and a dry brush. It looks okay. A little bland, I'd say. So, if you paint in, yeah. like, details... Like black pipes yeah. here and there, or like a copper part or red details, it just brings the whole model so much together. And I think that's gonna be the same on a on this card model model kit. It's one of those things, though, too. Like, so for me, when I get a new model, the moment I lay eyes on it, I go, "Okay, how much effort am I actually gonna put into this thing?" <laughs> yeah. So, like, do I want it to be like a you know, my, as close to Golden Demon as I can get it, or mm. am I just like, ah, it's for me, it's gone on the shelf, and I'll like it regardless. You know, yeah, so, yeah. like, there's a spectrum there. So, like, this car, I was like, 
I just want to fucking have fun with it. Yeah. So I did. Now, my paint job has actually turned out a little fucking shit on the top. Mm. Um, I was using the Tamiya rattle cans, and I did basically uh, primed it, then painted it a silver, and then I've hit it with a metallic red, so it's got a real, like, silvery pop to it. But I fucking ran out of metallic red. Oh. Right? So, like, there's a few spots where the coverage isn't quite where I want it to be, and it was sort of going, the sun going down a bit. So I didn't really eyeball it at the time. Yeah. And once it was dry, I hit it with a gloss clear coat, which went all sort of rough uh. and shit looking. So I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Uh, the sides of it look great. And I'm not sure if I'm just going to go fuck it mm. and get another can of metallic red and just fucking drench it. So it's like really red and like it won't be shiny, but it'll at least look kind of good. Or if I'm going to mask it off and do like the problem areas, which is the hood and the the roof mm. in chaos black and make it look like it's sort of like a two-tone thing yeah cool uh, because the grill was chrome mm. i painted that flat black yeah because like you gotta black shit out you know yeah so yeah. Well, we'll see how I... it goes but i got i got two on the way and i thought it's my first model car mm. i'm not stressed about it if it's a bit shit it could go in the bin in a few months I don't <laughs> you know yeah let's just have fun yeah fair enough what I would say is, uh, if you have this this kind of like sandy texture on your clear coat, uh, a way to mitigate it is to hit it with a couple of gloss coats again and do a matte coat in between. So, oh, okay. so in the end, it will like even itself out a little bit. Now, what I after I've built the mall kit, I've looked up some YouTube videos like I usually do when I get into hobbies. <laughs> so I've seen that a lot of people like do a lot of sanding in between clear coats. So they do like a, a clear right. coat sand off of the problem areas, the clear coat. Kind of like the way you detail a car in real life. Because that's also how yeah. they do it. They spray like a heavy clear coat. Yeah. They sand the problem areas, clear coat it again. So I, th- I think what I'm probably going to do is hit the whole body with the red again, mm. just so I get the color saturation. Then I'll hit it with a gloss, a matte, a gloss, a matte, like, and just, you know, give it a bit of work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, like, and if it turns out shit, I'll use the chassis as an orc vehicle, whatever. <laughs> there we go. Always a solution for it. Always. <laughs> yeah. Cool, so that's a little bit of our Sweet. experience with yeah. the kits, I guess. Well, just quickly, though, because um, we uh, jumped the gun, as it were, when we say model cars, we are talking about model kits. So, that being said, model cars can mean one of quite a few things. So, you can get die-cast models of cars that are pre-built. Hmm. Hot, just Hot Wheels, for example. You buy it. Oh, yeah, and bigger ones, too. Like, you can buy 124. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I got one of those. Quite big <laughs> ones that are proper collector's items. Exactly. Yeah. Like, people buy them, and they collect them, and they put them in the shelf. Now, I think that's cool. I love that. It's not a hobby I'm into, because it's just sort of not the creative side of things. Yeah. Um, if I'm collecting something, it's going to be retro video games, or dime bag guitars, or swords, or... Yeah. One of many things I already collect. I don't need a die-cast car collection as well. <laughs> yeah. There's also RC cars that are a whole last thing that I would like to talk about at some point. Yeah, I would, I I would actually... I want to get an RC car. Same here, dude. Same here. 
So let's coordinate that when we can do it, when our budgets allow. We'll both get an RC car. I think I want a drift car. I'm not sure what you're looking at. Yeah, but... same. Uh, I just want to yeah. be inside and do a little drifty drifties on, on the hardwood floors. Yeah, yeah, course. exactly. <laughs> I, want to, I just want Danny to have something to chase around the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, so there's those. Um, and there's also slot cars. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, I really want to go sometimes as well, but I don't know if I can justify it. Yeah. Um, but they're like, you make little tracks for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you slot them in these things, and you have little races. Like, you and I know slot cars, but yeah. I think a lot of the younger people wouldn't. Um, it's not a, a big thing, but the hobby store I go to, the two-story one, yeah. they have, like, two cabinets that are probably six foot long by probably, like, six foot high. Just slot cars, different ones. Like, yeah. they have everything there, so... Oh, yeah. But we are talking about, as I said model kit cars that we create ourselves so yeah yeah that's a distinction very like comparable to a gundam kit like we mentioned earlier yes yes exactly a lot of times this is what gundams drive to work (laughs) (laughs) yeah strap them around their feet use them like (laughs) rollerblades i saw the coolest fucking shit the other day and you you, this is so my alley i'm in quite a few gundam groups on facebook and this dude started posting pictures of what he's been doing is making dioramas underwater in his fish tanks. Oh. With Gundams. Ooh. And algae grows on them naturally. So you do battle damage and shit like that, make it look like someone's dead. Like, yeah, like a dead Gundam, a mobile suit. And then when the algae grows, it just looks like it's underwater naturally. And I said to him, I'm like, dude, what did you clear coat that with to make it not kill the fish? And he's like, dude, it doesn't kill your fish. <laughs> and I'm like... What do you mean? He's like, well, I haven't painted them. So it's all just colored plastic. He's like, so... Yeah. He's like, I've had... He was saying to me that he's had model kits in his shrimp tank for over a year. Yeah. And never had an issue. Oh. And shrimp are quite uh, fussy to chemicals in the water. Yeah, yeah, So, like, if shrimp die, you might have... You know, they're going to die well before, like, a hardy fish, for instance. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was really fucking cool. So I'm like... Miniature aquarium with Gundams sometime. <laughs> I mean, it would be super yeah. cool to have just like the RX-78 and the Zaku scene, you know? Just a classic yeah. one. Exactly. Or just like um, like the Wing Zero with these uh, wings yeah, yeah, yeah. in the center. <laughs> yeah. And just like, you know, algae growing on him and plants and that and the fish just swimming around. I think it'd be cool. yeah. Honestly, you could even do battle damage because his mall is like really battle damaged, and well, yeah. probably would have fallen into the sea if I remember the movie right. I don't remember. Spoilers for a thirty-year-old anime. Um... <laughs> oh, ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, sweet. Um, so I guess we'll do what we always do and just go through some reasons for and against model kits. Yeah. Like, buying them, you know, for these cars. Um, but these are going to be hot topic off the top of our head, so not as lengthy as always. So I think the first reason, like, there is a great reason for the model kits, is maybe you love cars, but you don't have enough money to go out and buy a project car, and you're sick of spending all your time in fours or doing them up because you can't touch them. This is something that can combine your already possibly pre-existing skills from... 
Warhammer or a Gundam and things like that mm. into like doing something automotive and you can actually learn something. Yeah. Like you learn a bit more about the way that suspension systems were put together, like the assembly idea. Um, I'm sure you've learned engine components and things like that from your Porsche. Yeah, exactly. I'm already well well known in car stuff. That's true. That's it's, true. It's it, it gives you okay, a really well, good insight. That's true, definitely. Because when I was a kid, I didn't know what a distributor cap was until I tried my first model car, which ended yeah. terribly. Mind you, I was too young. Yeah. But I got to build the engine and the super glue from asshole at breakfast time. But you know, um, that's an Australian saying for you. <laughs> um, but I got to build this little engine block, and you know, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, it's a distributor cap. Oh, those are rocker covers." Yeah, so, yeah. So I learned a lot from that experience. So yeah, what yeah. what a kind of kit that I would like to do someday is like. You know, the, they have, like, these one out of eight, like, engine blocks that you can build. Like, working engine blocks. I would really yeah, like to do one yeah. of those. Like, see the pistons working and, and like, yeah. That yeah. that would be a really cool kit to do. Yeah. I agree. I agree. That would be cool. But, uh, yeah. Yes. Definitely agree. Like, uh, going into what you're saying is, like, you talked about modding in Forza. You can do that with these model kits as well. Like if you, if you feel like oh the ki- this kit really has like a, a weird bumper design, then that's something that people modify all the time on their real cars as well. Like is it's just fill fill the whole bumpers up and just sand pieces or shape shape them completely new and yeah. do wicked cool stuff like. And if you if you intend to actually buy this car later on, you can do all your experiments on the model car, and you can go back and refer reference yeah. everything. So if you want to figure out what a set of rims would look like on your real life car, you can buy a model car, buy the little rims yeah. if you can find them, or at least close to the style and see what they look like. Yeah, you know? exactly. Unless you're like me and own a car that apparently there's not a model car, so that's great. <laughs> yeah. That's why I like old cars, like because old cars are always my car. My car's eleven years old, twelve years old. That's not old. It counts as old. That's not. That's not an old car. It's, my car's nearly in high school. Okay. I I have a car that's out of high school. <laughs> Is it your Volvo? Yeah. <laughs> Which you always hate, Bob. Yeah, I do. Duh. Bro, they had they had a Volvo station wagon for twelve hundred bucks on Facebook and <laughs> like. <laughs> do I buy it just to take photos on the hood and send to Obi? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh. I'm joking, I'm poor. Please subscribe to our Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um what else is cool like like you know, testing color okay. schemes and stuff too will be is a really good yeah. thing. Um I, I think that the model kits are very good for Okay, so let's evaluate it, right? So say you want to paint a tank for Warhammer, but you've never painted anything that big before. You can buy a $50 model kit and practice everything you need to practice for that tank on that car. Yeah. Like, large flat surfaces. You could do edge highlights and make it look like it's a manga-style car. Yeah. You could do anything like that with that car. And you got a cool car for yourself, or maybe you give it to your nephew for Christmas if he's driving lights cars. I don't know, but you know it's it's transferable skills, and I think that's always fucking cool. 
Yeah. Um, maybe you want to get better with your airbrush, with blending colours. Mm, yeah. Or with making, like, cool metallic schemes. So, you know, or you toy with that. Or... I really want to do a chameleon colour <laughs> car one day. There you go. Maybe you want to test out a new paint and see what its coverage is like on large flat surface. So you do use a, a car that you've just got sitting around there or whatever, yeah. you know? I think they're great for that. Yeah, definitely. You know, and once again, if you had a shelf with a heap of Gundams on it, you could actually make them look like they're at a car meet, like doing gang signs and that. I think that'd be pretty cool. Have fun with that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they are really good shelf pieces as well. Like, you're not going to put your real-life-sized car inside. There's people who do it, but if you can put it on a shelf, it'll be not taking up as much space as it would be if it would be a real car. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's it. And then, like, maybe you... Maybe... You had a car when you were younger that you had to sell, but you loved it. You know? Maybe, maybe you know, and now they're worth a lot more money. You know you're not going to own one, but you can always have a memento yeah. of one that you've built. Like, I literally bought that Toyota Celsius because I was looking at one on Marketplace, and I'm like, I really want one of those. Yeah. And I can't have it, so I just bought a little more car of it for now. Exactly. You know? Make do, so. especially in this kind of economy. It's, it's uh, oh, a good man. way to... To get something you kind of want without actually getting what you want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. Well, we want to talk about the economy because it's fucked for everyone at the moment. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a healthy compromise getting a little model car. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So hope, cool. hopefully um, you have the car available that you are looking into. So. You know, and I was thinking to myself too, you hear talk about the the mods you can do to it. I've literally been watching dudes on reels. Like, they were showing how to make a realistic boot lock yeah. for the cars. Um, they were lowering them by cutting the springs on the model, yeah. like re-gluing them and shit like that. But I reckon, if you're pretty good with CAD, you could print off wide body kits as well. Oh, yeah. In the 3D printer. And, like, body kits and sell them like the designs as accompaniments like say oh this is a 124th that'll fit this type of car i reckon people would pay five ten bucks for that yeah yeah there, i reckon they would there actually is because one of the porsche models or designs that i really love is the uh rwb the Rowelt begriff cars yep. from japan yep i love that love them so much uh and you can actually buy model kits with that with the the whole bumper setup so yeah and it is actually just the bumper setup it's not the actual car you're buying it's just the bumpers and that costs as much yeah. as the so you buy kit. the car model kit yeah. and you buy the bumper kit you... yeah exactly so yeah. it's uh there there's there's so many cool things out there especially for car nerds yeah you know it's uh Something will fill your your happiness place, so yeah. And it's funny because like for a, a a hobby Discord and a hobby community, I think we actually have a surprising amount of people that really like cars. Yeah, like our our car chat is one of our busier chats in the Discord. Yeah, <laughs> like 
you know, granted, it's always just me posting mad pictures of my golf, but, you know, like, I know Sam likes cars, yeah. you know, fucking Ursats, you're into it. Yeah. A lot of the boys are into it, so, it's, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, it is. Like you mentioned earlier, like, they're a super good way to learn techniques on. I think, especially like it, because car surfaces usually, if you're not into a matte looks, matte finishes, they'll usually have a very high gloss finish, which will require you to like you know uh, sand and do gloss again and then like polish it up afterwards, so you get that real shine in in the car. So yeah, those are like. Again, real life applications. Like if you're going to re- detail your car in real life, those are also techniques that you will apply to it. So, yeah. Well, that's the thing, man. It's like I know that I haven't nailed my car yet, like the paint job on it. So I'm gonna fuck around with it and try and figure out what I need to do to nail it. Yeah. And if it goes to shit and I don't finish that model, my next car, I'm gonna know where to start. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, cool, and like. If I was to paint, say, a tower hammerhead with large flat surfaces and I encountered the problem of the paint looking grainy or I didn't quite have enough or those sorts of problems, yeah. I know to tackle them the same way I tackled them with my model cars. Yeah. And that is so helpful with anything, like you said, you know? So. Yeah. I don't know if I can think of any more positive things to say about. All cars. Well, I think if you had kids, that'd be a very cool thing to do together with a kid. Yeah. Honestly, I the, I would uh, look more into which kind of kids, though, because the one that I had, a lot of parts in there that are very finicky. So... I, I, think, I think in general we can say, at least from my experience, try to avoid Ravel. Yeah. Unless you've done your research and you know it's a type model. I've never had good experiences yeah. with that. Their glue's great, but everything else, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. But they do a lot of different model kits. Those guys, they do all like military stuff on those yeah, well. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I think it's a quality, not a quantity thing. Yeah, probably something like that. Yeah. So I, yeah, I I think to me it might be a kit that I'll try next. Yeah. I don't know to if me, I'll buy yeah. buy another well, Porsche, but. but like I said, man, those Aoshima ones, they go hard. Yeah. I rate them. You know, you know you're in for a good time when your instructional manuals are Japanese. <laughs> yeah. so you know. Then it's quality controlled by Mr. Japan itself. That's right, exactly. Cause they don't fuck around over there. Oh, man. Good shit, good shit. Nice. <laughs> Any negative things we have to say about Look, them? I hate to be a negative Nancy, but there is a lot more of a commitment to a model car than you realize when you get it in the box. Right? That's what I you thought as well. It's like, like, you grab it and you pop it open, and you're like, oh yeah, I got the shell, got the chassis, how many fucking bits can there be? And then, like, next minute you're covered in glue, you're weeping, <laughs> um, you know, there's paint everywhere, the house smells like air, air, fucking spray paint. Yeah. And you're like, gee, I thought this model was going to take me two hours. I'm now eight hours in, and I don't know how to glue the suspension components that are the thickness of five pubic hairs. I don't know what to do. Yeah. I think I had the same issue. Like, I didn't really know where to start with it. 
And I kind of went in with this vision of like, I'll probably just paint every part individually. And the more parts I clipped out, I was like, okay, I'll just glue this one here. And I'll paint it completely and then do hand painting. But I'll glue this one on too, and this one, and this one. And before I knew it, I glued the whole car together. And I was like, well, shit, now what? How am I going to paint all of this with an airbrush? Or it'll be hand painting basically everything. And then going over with a clear coat later on just to get it even. So, yeah. Bingo. (laughs) it's, It's a lot more commitment thinking like if you look at these youtube guys who like assemble these kits that they make it look so easy but you know when it you know how much work actually goes into those videos there's like 30 40 50 hours so if 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 you want it to look immaculate and like do your own spray like spray colors and everything like if you're just assembling the kit you'll if you're just assembling the kit, it'll probably be... It'll be fine. If you're happy with that, that's fine. But if you want it to look like an actual car, you're going to have to put in the time. To be honest with you, I thought getting into it that it was going to take me about the time it would take to build a high-grade Gundam and do some custom painting on some panels. So I thought, well, it takes me, I think... Maybe three hours to do a high grade because I'm pretty fast at it. Yeah. Um, you know, I can snap those out and get them together pretty quick. And then maybe like another hour or two for the painting and then some detail work. So what's that? Five, six hours. I spent yeah. the six hours an hour. No, no, no. I've put six hours into that already. Yeah. And it's still in bits. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, you know. it's the same for me. Like, there's a lot of loose parts still in there and, like, some things that I don't really know how to tackle. Uh, I, I need to get masking tape and I also want to get, like, an engraver just to, like, accentuate the the car trim and, like, between the hood and stuff like that. Oh, like the uh, the panel line covers. Yeah, yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah, something like that. Like yeah. they use in the gun and shit. Yeah. A scriber. Yeah, scriber, that's the name, correct. Yeah. So want to do that just to enhance the lines a little bit, so I can use the the panel accent to get the black See, running and stuff. So it's interesting that you say that because my car, the details are deep enough that I won't need to do that at all. Yeah. Like I think think there might be a big difference in the quality there. Yeah, I, it, because. The edges on that car, I could grab out my Tamiya panel liner right now yeah. and do the car. It'd be no issue. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah I think. I think for this one, it's not quite hundred percent deep enough. If you if you have like but, a primer, uh, your your color that you want, and like three four coats of clear coat, I think it will probably be gone then. So, uh, that's. That's one of the things that I, I need to get is a scriber and probably some more sandpaper to buff out some because I had mold lines on the body the bodywork as well. That's disgusting. Yeah, I mean, so th- there's none of that on the one that I got, yeah. like none. Yeah, so a uh, little bit disappointed by that too. So uh, it is what it is. So. Uh, my next one I would say is unless you're an octopus 
be aware that these will present some challenge to you, even if you're a fucking experienced builder. Like, I, I've i built my share of Gundams, I know you have to built my share of models. You know, um, I, I'm pretty good with my hands. But that suspension pushed me the other day. Like, it <laughs> fucking pushed me. So there was, there was, you got the body flipped upside down, right? It's like a sub-assembly. I had to get a spring on each side that are the size of, like, you know, a screw. Like a small screw. Yeah. Like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? I had to slot those in on the exact right angle, and these other two things that were literally as thick as... You know when you eat chicken, and there's that little leg bone on the chicken leg, like that little tiny sharp cut? Yeah. It was like the, the, the thickness of that. Yeah. Um... And I had to get two of those in each side and simultaneously line those up on a piece that went on the top of all four of them <laughs> in order to get them to glue. And let me tell you, I got it done, but fuck me dead. Like, Odin's beard, dude. <laughs> and it's the only time modelling where I've ever thought, I wish I had one of those weird soldering things that you have. Yeah. Like the jigs with the arms. Yeah. I've never thought that before because I'm like, nah, fuck, I don't need that. <laughs> I did this day. Would have been handy as fuck. But I did not have it, so I just had to make do. Yeah. Um, and I just upped my swear word count in order to increase my power level. So. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely one of those anger moments. It's the same with my car. Again, I think it's probably quality issues there. Like, parts didn't fit together for me. Like, I have, okay. you know those nubs that you usually have where, where like, one part goes into the next part? Those didn't even fit. Yeah. Like, I had to shave down those to make them fit. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, okay, see, my kit, I was thoroughly impressed. Because there was nubs where they were so small that I didn't actually see them <laughs> due to poor lighting. I had to, like, fucking put my phone torch on and be like, oh, <laughs> it's like a tiny hair-sized spindle. Yeah. You know, like, I was like, wow, because you don't see that precision often. No, no. You know, it's like Gundams are sort of the only thing that really do that in terms of, yeah. like, small bits that get together. But, uh... <laughs> just, like, <laughs> a rude son, eh? <laughs> oh. Hey-o! <laughs> Glad we're... Glad there's no video component yet. No, yeah. We'll, we'll have to grey that one out. <laughs> <laughs> I had to grab me out the whole time because I just sit here doing random shit like putting guitar picks on <laughs> Make a weird lizard face. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think uh, finicky parts, man, it's, uh, it's definitely something that I have to struggle with as well. So uh, be prepared. It is a lot of more work than you're used to. Yeah, and don't let that discourage you from doing it. No. Um... Because they're very liberating, well, and like, again, yeah. when you put so much time into like meticulously detailing a kit like that, the feeling you get when you finish that is just, yeah, I fucking yeah. nailed that piece. So, yeah. Uh, I think the other thing too, it's not, it's a bit of a negative, but it's, uh... Okay, so with Warhammer, right, if you choose not to use an airbrush, 
you're perfectly fine with that. It's like you can spray it with your Chaos Black yeah. and everything else can be done by brushwork. I've been doing it that way for years. Most people do. Like, I know a lot of people that have been in the hobby for 20 years and they still don't have an airbrush. Yeah. It's fine. But with these, if you're not going to use an airbrush, you kind of got to use a rattle can. Yeah. Because my first slot that I did when I was a kid, I had like a Chevy station wagon, right? And I didn't know anything about it. My stepdad bought them for me for Christmas. He bought me three model car kits because Warhammers were for, um, well, I'm not going to use the words, but it was uh, as a bit of a homophobic slur. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, wow. So, yeah, that was for those guys. And um, I wasn't allowed to be one of those, so he bought me model cars. And, like, I was thankful for the model cars, but fuck you at the same time. Um, but so he bought me this little pot of like paint to paint it with. And I'm like, okay, gets brush, puts it on. It was enamel. Ah, yeah. I didn't know anything about thinning paints. I didn't know anything about applying enamel paints by brush to big flat surfaces. Yeah. Knew nothing. Yeah. And even now, if I was to paint that with water-based acrylics, it would not look great because it wouldn't look like a car. No. It's not how cars are painted. They're sprayed. Yeah. So I would highly advise Tamiya actually do really good little rattle cans across their entire color range. Yeah. And they're very, they're not too expensive. I think they're like four or five bucks each or something. Yeah. Um, and they're great. They're easy to use. Cool colors. I would look at that, but I would not attempt to do it by hand. Yeah. The detail works sure, but not the body. Yeah. Agreed. Um, uh... Because the body is, it's easy to spot any kind of uh, blemishes or like faults. If you've scraped a little bit too hard, it will show straight away that you messed up here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and and having inconsistencies on the the base coat by doing it by brush. It's gonna ruin the model. Well, not ruin, but it's it's gonna show, and you can work probably work it out while while we're doing a couple of clear coats to even it out. Uh, but yeah, airbrush is definitely something I would suggest for this, mostly because it's yeah. like flat, big panels. Uh, and like I said, you can get by just fine with a rattle can as well. Yeah, yeah. Don't stress. You don't make a big investment. To me, your cans look awesome. Yeah. Um, the metallic red is fucking crisp. Yeah. But just be aware. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, anything else you'd like to add there, Obi, on the subject of the uh, model cars, man? Don't use contrast paints. <laughs> Did you try it? No, I, I, I think, I, I haven't, but I think that would just, no, that wouldn't look good. Hear me out. What if you just painted it all in, like, white? And then did... Well, you attached some toothpicks to the bottom. Yeah. And did, like, a roll through, like, to do on the assembly line. <laughs> of a big thing of, like, Telesar blue. How do you reckon we'd go? No I, no, I think that would look terrible anyway, because I the way the way contrast paints works is that will it will look for the crevices... And since it's all just big flat panels, it will all just drop down straight away and pool in the bottom. So uh, yeah, you'd have a uh, a light blue car in most areas, and then like a 
Ultramarine hanging out of every fender. <laughs> yeah, exactly. God, this is not supported by the Codex Astartes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically. Before yeah. anyone says anything that was not an accent, that was me doing an Ultramarine's accent. <laughs> but I think they sound like. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, I think, um, I can say definitely, like, if you have a shelf at home that needs a bit of life to it, you know what I mean? Pick up a few model cars. Like, you can pick up four of them for 200 bucks as opposed to, you know, what's that? Yeah. Two boxes of Warhammer? Yeah. <laughs> or, um, you know, two Gundams? Yeah. So, like, bang for buck, they're very cheap. Yeah. But be conscious of what brands you're spending your money on because as Obi and I have seen doing this little thing, I'm sure we'll continue to see when we actually finish them. Yeah. Your mileage will fucking vary because you sound like you're having a shit show with that car. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like that might have soured you a little towards doing them. A little bit, yeah. Because I was really keen well, to I'm like finish. The fuck out of this. Yeah, I was really yeah. keen to finish it up because you, you. When I was struggling to find a color scheme for, it, I straight up downloaded Need for Speed again, built the exact car yeah. that I had, sort of close enough. And just experimented with all the colors until I yeah. found the color that I actually already had on the car that I was using. So yeah, and yeah, I'm a Porsche fanboy, so I already hold, had the whole Porsche lineup. So yeah, have you seen my Porsche collection? Forza Horizon Five. <laughs> it's big. I have nearly every one of them in that game. <laughs> I had like nearly seven hundred cars or something. <laughs> so, oh, but um. What I was gonna say was, um, yeah, they're very good value for money, and if you get one and you're not happy with it or whatever, try a different brand. Yeah. You know, um, I think when I'm a bit more solvent, I'm gonna try and buy a spare Aoshima kit and send it over to Obi. Yeah. Just as a gift to try out, um, just to see if you like it. You know, they're not too expensive, um. And you gotta have a birthday sometime, you old bastard. <laughs> yeah. Sadly, yours so, already we'll been, but uh, well, I'll, I have. Oh I... yeah, it was my birthday. I leveled up, guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You know, um. Yeah. I. Uh, I don't think I got any smarter or anything. Definitely a little bit fatter, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But um, no, it's good. I'm uh. Having a barbecue this weekend, so gonna fucking get some brisket going and some snags and uh some fucking hamburgers now. I'm buying a new barbecue as well. It's gonna be my oh, birthday present to myself. Nice, nice. Yeah, so your boy likes to cook in a barbecue. Good, good, good. I don't know, I, it's different over there for you guys, but like I'm the sort of guy like I'll cook food on the barbecue every day of the week. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't care. Like oh Sunday. Do bacon and eggs on the barbecue. Are you using like just... coal or gas? Nah, gas. Okay, yeah, because I use gas. I use um, coal, so that it's it's not yeah. as easy to start it up. So, so I have a charcoal smoker, um, like a bullet smoker with like two tiers in it. Yeah. So if I ever want to do something on the grill, I literally just disassemble that, put the grill on the very top of it, and just light the coals. I can do it that way. Yeah. Um, I just. You know, when you're doing stuff like, you know, onions and things like that, you don't want to be doing that over charcoal. It's too much fucking effort. Just fang it on there, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair Burgers enough. don't need to go in the smoker with the coal. It's just easy to go, yep, electric, 
Uh, not electric car. Gas, let's go. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, plus in Australia, you can actually just leave your plate open on a hot summer day. <laughs> like, leave this thing open, and you can almost cook on the plates, so. <laughs> it's fucked up. Fair enough. Yeah. Cool. Side tangent, but, uh... But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's what we're all about here. This is, uh, basically just my ADHD brain manifest <laughs> in the podcast. Hell yeah. Alright, well, so, we didn't really do a music section this week, per se, as a listen and review thing, because, once again, not much is out, but... Nope. I do want to have a talk to you about some guitar news. Oh. That came out. Oh. Yeah. You, you got what I sent you, so... Oh, yeah. After many years of me waiting, Solar Guitars finally announced their X-shaped guitars. Oh. Now... Yeah, so now it. I know you're not a Dimebag fan, Obi, but you know me. Um, like, not even just because of Dimebag, but because I've always played MLs and Razorbacks and that. They are actually my favorite shaped guitar. Like, ergonomically, I love them. They sit on my lap well because I sit like I'm playing a V every time I play every guitar. Yeah. So, round guitars don't feel nice. Um, so, it's V Explorer or ML, like, star shape for me, X shape. Yeah. And for me, the X's look the best. Now, have you seen what they've done? Like, have you seen what they've done with the range? Uh, a glance. I gave them a glance. A glance. Okay, so he announced that they're doing a European-made series of guitars now as well, by the way. So you can, oh. they're about, I think, five or $6,000, but same as you pay for U.S., but they're proper US made, uh, not US, U- EU made guitars. Like, so they're being made in proper factories over there. Yeah. Like, high end shit. Um, they look fucking stunning. So, that was how they put out the first X model. But now, they're, over February, they're announcing a whole bunch of different models of the X that are going to be the import ones, which for solo guitars, apparently they're pretty fucking top hole anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And. They look really wicked. Um, they do... I think they call it... So they basically they have two versions. They have one where it's X-shaped with a flat top. And they have one that's X-shaped with carved top. So the carved top has bevels carved out of it on its edges. Yeah. And the flat top one is like a normal ML style, just flat. Yeah. And, yeah. I'm waiting... For them to announce a version that's basically seven string with either a Floyd Rose or a solid tail, no Evertune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to see what color that's in. Because, oh my fucking God, let's go. Yeah, for real. Are you having a look at them now? Yeah, 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 I'm looking at them now. (laughs) I can see you on the computer there. (laughs) Yeah, I don't have my glasses on. Yeah, what do you think? I know that the shapes aren't necessarily up your alley, but what do you reckon? Well, I know Ola, and I owned one of his guitars before, and I know he has a, a thing for quality, so I think they'll yeah. they'll definitely be top notch anyway, uh, regardless of which design you you pick. So uh, having just that choice of getting the the shape that you want is is just gonna be yeah. good. Yeah. Okay, so I'm looking now. The carved one is what's known as the X. Yeah. And the flat top is XF, they call them. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's pretty fucking. I think personally, I would go for a flat top, but I would also go for a different, same different shape. Yeah. Same here. I really like that European looking one. Like if they offered something a similar finish to that. Yeah. On a on like obviously cheaper spec, but on you know at the fifteen hundred dollar price mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be in. Yeah, fucking in. Not yet, but soon. <laughs> Give me time. You know, I'll sell Tesco or something. I don't know. <laughs> no. Got too much balls as it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they got fan fret models. Oh. Nice. Fan what? Sorry. Fan fret, like uh, you know the ones that has the. Oh yeah, yeah, man. Ola's been going wild with his fucking designs. Yeah. Like just putting out more and more and more. So. Hip shot. Oh my god, um, this one. Uh, I'm very excited. Very, very excited. Um, one thing I will say, he's put out a little one-minute video, and there was one in there that was like a purple burst. Ah. And I'm like, yes, please. Yeah. For me, thank you. Yes. Like, let's fucking go. So, I've been saying for a long time that I needed another 7-string, and tracking down the 7-string Dimebag guitar... It's not easy because they only did one or two models of the Razorback. Yeah. And, you know, so I think the Solar is going to be the go-to for that. Yeah. Oh my god, they got yeah. really good designs. I like them. Yeah. There's like a white <laughs> one with a the, uh... roasted maple fretboard. It looks really good. Yep, yep. Oh my the, god. Uh, the A-series? Yeah, let's see what it is. is it a? Yeah, A-series, seven-string. A series, yeah, like a super strat. Yeah, super strat. Yeah, that's kind of what I. Did I'd you like. see the dime slime super strat though? Yeah, da, 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 da. It's like it's like with a green burst top. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, and Di- uh, Ola being a massive dime bag fan, yeah, yeah. he does this shit deliberately because <laughs> he knows a lot of his listener like watches are dime fans and they're into it. And I definitely am. I get it. You know? I mean, I got the dime slime too, I guess, in a way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You're missing your head stuff, though, bro. No, no, it's fine. It's supposed to be like that. But truth be told, so if you look, there's a pink cannibalismo version. Yeah. Which is like pink and black uh-huh. of the A series. And if I could get that on an X, I would rock the fuck out of that. Bright pink and black, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pinks, purples, greens, that sort of shit, they are my style, yeah. so... Loud colours, very loud colours. Well, you know, it uh, makes me seem a bit more quiet, <laughs> so people enjoy that. Yeah, oh man, the, <laughs> the, the ones with the barrel tops look really good too. Yeah, yeah, so I was looking at the, uh, I think it's the 1.7, yeah, 1.7 purple poplar, purple poplar burst. Uh Fuck, try to say that quickly. <laughs> nope. I'll do that. Purple popular burst. You're not tricking me. Stop it! You, I, I don't have money for guitars. Uh, it's okay. You just, just buy guitars. <laughs> I do this to you all the time, don't I? I'm a bad influence. <laughs> Maybe. I'm sorry, Obi's missus. <laughs> uh, I'm the bad guy here. <laughs> Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> So what you get for leaving him unsupervised with bad men on the internet. <laughs> yeah. oh, fuck. Well, 
But yeah, that's just what I wanted to... Oh, that's a nice looking Les Paul. Um, anyway, I'm going to send that to Bowen. <laughs> um, Bowen's looking to get the Les Paul. Oh, so. good, 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 good. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I think that's pretty much us for today, though. Um... Was there Patreon stuff we didn't mention? Yes. There are... Something about some little Polish boy or something giving yeah, us more money? exactly. You little old Norkri, he uh, decided that we're worth more money, so he upped his Patreon, and uh, we love him more for that. So, thank you for it. I think, to be honest, he's scared of me banning him because I shitstorm him so much. <laughs> Honestly, uh, I, I timed him out, yeah. Was it yesterday or the day before, like, when he was calling us old? <laughs> Yeah, you can't call us old, so I changed his name to Young Dickhead in the Discord. It's pretty funny. Yeah. And then when you went, always time it. when you went off, he changed it back, and then you have like a little note section. If you click on the profile, there's a note section, and I just added it in there again. So I'm just waiting until he notices it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, big love though, Norkri. Thanks, man. We appreciate your support. Yeah. Um, and we, we would appreciate anyone else listening to support us. We know times are tough financially, um, in a full shot and shit, but that means it also costs us more to produce this. Yeah. Um, you know, time is precious. We could be out there being Uber Eats drivers and paying our electricity bills, but we're here, um, you know, starting podcasts to entertain you guys. So, you know, toss a coin to your podcasters. And, uh, yeah. Just, uh, dig deep. Even if it's pocket lint, we want that. <laughs> well. <laughs> okay, fine. Think about it. We could use, we could use pocket lint to fire your furnaces for winter. I could. I what actually do. <laughs> and pocket lint. <laughs> oh. yeah. See, in Australia, we keep pocket sand in case we get attacked by a wild life. <laughs> Yeah, you know, crocodile comes at your pockets head. Run! Yeah. Straight in the eyes. But, yeah. <laughs> nah, crocodiles, they're, they're unstoppable killing machines when they come at you, man. Just accept your life. Honestly? It's over. Just make him your purse, it's fine. Make it a oh, make it a fashion yeah. statement. Or wear, wear them as your boots. I don't know, man. I don't go outside enough to be worried about crocodiles. <laughs> Fair enough. Alright. Yeah, that's been us, then. But, yeah, um... Other thing is, join Discord. Discord's rad. Uh, we have Facebook, we have Insta, we don't really use either of them. But if you want to go there and see us not post things, that's the place. <laughs> I've been posting a little and bit more uh, on my personal, so give it a little bit of time, maybe I'll get back to posting on that one too. Yeah, I've just been taking a bit of a break from the old social media mostly lately. So. Yeah, yeah, same here. There's just a lot of shit on there, so I'd rather hang out with our homies in the Discord than Look at that shit curated by Zach, so... Yep. Fuck, Zach, hang out in the Discord, guys. We're there. We're always hanging out. You know? Uh, we never wear pants. Whatever. Sometimes. Sometimes. Anyway, with that, I'm going to have to say uh, it's very humid here, so uh, remember to crank that hand. <laughs> you dry your pants. <laughs> And we are the Knights of the Soggy Pants. I mean, Hobby <laughs> Table. <laughs> oh. See you guys. Bye, dudes. <laughs>